Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace, and it is always a pleasure to come before you. Um, Today is November 27th. We're coming out of the Thanksgiving holiday, the Thanksgiving day. And let me tell you, I'm still stuffed. (laughs) I'm still stuffed. I mean... Don't you just love Thanksgiving? I mean, despite all the food and all that, that's always great. But just spending time with your loved ones and just enjoying each other while giving thanks, praise, and gratitude to our God. Isn't that awesome? So I want to also say thank you for my faithful listeners. Thank you to each and every one of you. God bless you. Um, Also, to those who are listening for the first time, welcome. I invite you to go through uh, the previous podcast and um, may they all be a blessing to you and also this message today. Also, I always recognize our Facebook group, Queens of God. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for your love and support. And I want to go ahead and move right into prayer because this word is very weighty and it's a word that actually has been simmering for about two weeks now. It's been two weeks. The Lord gave me the title of this podcast and just start piecing it together and start dealing with me about it for about two weeks. So that lets you know that God is serious. He's he's, he's saying something to encourage our hearts and to bring us closer to him. So let's go ahead and start with prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for your presence, for your glory, for being in our lives, for being an ever-present help in the time of trouble, for protecting us and keeping us from all hurt, harm, and danger. God, we are just thankful and grateful for who you are. So Lord, today, this podcast, Lord, we lift up to you right now. Lord, I ask right now that you would increase and Lord, I willingly decrease. And I ask that you overflow out of me any and everything that you want to say to your people. Lord, let this word resonate with those that need to hear it. And Lord, let us all be impacted by this word to bring us closer to you, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are doing a new work, a new thing in us. And Lord, we surrender to it. We vow to surrender to it every day of our lives because it is all about you. Lord, touch, heal, and deliver today. In the precious and powerful name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So let's jump right into it, y'all. The title of this podcast is just one word. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Let's go ahead and go into Matthew 26 and 39. I am going to be reading this from the New King James Version. And it reads, and this is Jesus. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Amen. This is a familiar passage for each and every one of us. Jesus had gone into the Garden of Gethsemane and he wanted to come before God one last time knowing what he was going to have to endure, knowing knowing what he was going to have to face. And though he was already a, an obedient, um, obedient vessel unto God the Father, and even coming to earth, being birthed through, through Mary and enduring everything that he had to endure even up to that point. But this was going to be the ultimate sacrifice. This was going to be the goal, the reason of his coming, the ultimate reason of his coming was to suffer and die for each and every one of us. And even in that time, he felt the weight of what he was about to go through. Can you imagine knowing everything that you are going to have to go through and still choosing to be obedient unto death? Do you understand what kind of love Jesus had for us, knowing that he was going to have to suffer at the magnitude that he did, that his body was going to be ravaged in the way that it was going to be ravaged, that he was going to have to die on a cross, which in that time was was a curse. So God took on the curse of dying on the cross for us, for each and every one of us. And he was faced with that. It says that he was he was sweating blood in the garden and he was just in deep anguish on what he was about to go through. And his humanity said, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Lord God, if it is possible, bid it to me that I don't have to go through this. How many of us said that? Lord, I know that I'm going to have to go through some things, but Lord, is it possible that I don't have to go through this? Is there another way to do this? How many of us have said that? Now, let's be real. Some of us know, and, and some of us are seers, and we know the things that we're going to have to come into and what the, some things that we have to go through. And how many of us have said, God, if it's possible, can we do this another way? If we knew every little thing that we were going to have to go through in advance, now be honest, some of us would have just intentionally made different decisions so that we won't even have to come to that, Right? Be like, okay, no, I know that I'm going to have to go through this at this job. I'm going to have to deal with this, with this person. So I'm just going to avoid it all together. I'm going to go a whole different route. But no, it was, it was necessary because it's doing something in us. Amen. I don't know why God is going this way, but Lord have your way. It is doing something in us. It is humbling us. It is building the strength that we need to get through the seasons ahead. 
to get through the challenges ahead in life. See, God sees the end from the beginning. And he knows just what it's going to take to build that perseverance, to build that endurance, to endure what we're about to go through in the future. And also what is going to be needed to carry out the assignments that he has on our life. Amen to go through these things so that he can bring these very same people that went through the same thing you did, that he can bring them into your life. He knows that you're going to cross paths with Mary. He knows that you're going to cross paths with, with John. He's where you're going to have to cross paths with, um, with Kay, with Michael, with whomever. You're going to meet somebody that's going to be in anguish and going through that very same nevertheless moment. Hallelujah. And he is positioning you to have gone through it so that you can take them by the hand and say, you can do this. Tell the Lord, yes, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Nevertheless, the word nevertheless means in spite of that notwithstanding all the same or however so nevertheless is saying in spite of the opposition in spite of how I feel in spite of what's coming against me who's coming against me in spite of this sickness that I have in my body In spite of the the war that rages in my mind and in, in my heart, in spite of this broken heart, in spite of this, these financial problems that I'm in, in spite of the divorce, in spite of this broken relationship, in spite of the fear that keeps me from doing what God has called me to do. Amen. In spite of that, not my will, Lord, not what I'm willing to do, but what your will is for this time, for this moment, for this that I'm having to go through. Whatever your will is, God, let it be done in me. Amen. So there are many things that we're facing and we're believing God for. The declaration that is due to bring manifestation of what God wants us to do in this 11th hour is nevertheless. That's why this this word is so weighty right now. God is looking for a nevertheless. And it will take your nevertheless to conquer the enemy in that area of your life that God has promised to you. Think of every promise that God has made. Think of those dreams that he's given you. Think of the visions that he's shown you. Think of all the things that you feel and know in your spirit that you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to be doing for God. And it seems to be a fight. It seems to be that the enemy is coming up against you in that area. So let's look at David real quick. David was anointed by God to be king 
over all of Israel as a teenager, right? You remember when, um, when Samuel came to Jesse's house and he said, there is one of your sons, I'm paraphrasing, that is going to be the next king. So bring all of your sons before me. And what did Jesse do? He brought every son but David. And every one of them passed before Samuel. And God said, nope, that ain't it. He's not it. I don't care. Don't look at what he's looking like. Because I see the heart. No, uh uh-uh, no, none of these are. And then Samuel said, wait a minute. Now, do you have another son? And there stood David, a faithful servant, a faithful shepherd to the sheep a worshiper, someone that nobody really thought much of in that family. They just threw him out there to work, right? They just threw him out there to get things done. They knew that he was different and no one could relate to him, right? He had his relationship with God. He spent time with God while tending to the sheep, while building the relationship with the sheep, he was also building a relationship with God. Hmm. (laughs) My God, that right there will preach a whole nother sermon, so I'm going to leave that alone. (laughs) Why, building a relationship with God, sheep. You're building a relationship with God, my God. But anyway, just to move forward, So David, when he came before um, Samuel, he was a teenager. He was a teenager, but still. And and not to mention during that time, King Saul was ruling and reigning over Israel. Right. So it was already a king, even though God had um, rejected him as king because of his disobedience, because of his rebellion against what God told him not to do. So David was a teenager when he was anointed king. But David was 33 years old when he was anointed by the elders of Israel to take his God-ordained, God-appointed reign as king over Israel. But Jerusalem was inhabited by the Jebusites. The very region that David was supposed to reign from. So guess what? God is speaking to us. Has God ever spoken to you about a a destiny or a property or an area of influence, a business, in an area that someone else in that same area, in that same sphere of influence, is already prospering in, is already doing good, already has a clientele, already has followers, already has Um, establish themselves and people know them for that very thing. They already got the, the attention of the people in order to keep it going. That business endeavor, 
that area of ministry, that online platform in the arena that God has called you to, that same type and flow of anointing that resembles what God wants you to do. Amen. But nevertheless, okay, God is raising you up in this hour. Not to compete, but to complete this kingdom assignment. Amen. So let's look at David in 2 Samuel 5, verses 6 through 7. I'm going to read this. Let's see. Let's read this in the New King James Version. Okay. And basically, this is David after he had been appointed and anointed by the elders of Israel to be king over over Israel, the elders of um, Israel came to him and said, okay, David, we know that you're ruling over this other area, but God has called you to rule all over all of Israel. And we've seen God work through you when you were under um, King Saul. We saw the victories you've won. Amen. So we're ready for you to rule and reign over Israel. Again, he was 33 years old. So he knew that he had the first thing he needed to do was conquer the area of Jerusalem. So we're going to start there. And that's going to be verse six. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who spoke to David, saying, You shall not come here, but the blind and the lame will repel you, thinking that David cannot come here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is the city of David, See, God is ready to stamp your name on that which he has already given you. Amen. This is not about competing with someone else. This is not about comparing yourself with anyone else. This is about you taking your rightful place in what God has called you to do. This is about taking that territory. Like, um... Like Jabez says, enlarge my territory. So that's what that's what um, God did for David. He enlarged his territory. He opened the door for him to go in and conquer the very area that was already his. So there are two things to pay attention to here. Number one, the opposition to David. As soon as David stepped into that area, they were ready to come against him with all they had. So keep in mind, David is not coming to steal anything. He's not coming to compete with anyone. He's not coming to plead with anybody. He ain't begging nobody for nothing. David came to conquer the area that was already his. The moment David was anointed by God, David received the power and authority to reign over all of Israel right then, right then and there. 
But David honored and reverenced God and was willing to go through the what? The process. The process of maturity, the process of appointment, and that's understanding of an appointed time. See, David understood. You just can't go in and say, oh, I'm, I'm just going to do this. God anointed me for it, so I'm just going to go on and snatch this area from Saul because God already anointed me as king. Now think, he could have done that. He could have stepped right in there and said, uh, I'm sorry, Saul, but look, God just anointed me as king, and you're going to have to move you and your little men out the way. I'm going to take over. Right? But he had to go through a maturing process. He had to go through a training. He had to go through some things, right? And this brought maturity. This brought perseverance. This built him. He actually had to work under and in the army of the king of a nation that was already given to him to rule over. But he understood that it was for an appointed time. Amen? He understood that he could not jump ahead of God. He humbled himself and served in Saul's army. He humbled himself and when called upon, came and played the harp to silence the demons that raged in King Saul. Amen? He humbled himself to serve in the same land that was destined to be his. Think on that for a moment. Think on that. Sometimes God will cause you or call you to serve in the very area that you're destined to lead. Amen? And some of you are like, well, God, I know that you called me to preach. I know that you called me to prophesy. I know you called me to be a prophet. I know that you've called me to, to, to the nations. I know that you have. So, Lord, I mean, I know the word and I pray and I fast and I do all of these things. So, God, when are you going to position me? When are you going to put me before people so that I can go on and do what I need to do? That's not how it works. Sometimes God will position you to do the work under leadership, under someone else, to be, to to give and to serve and to, to be a blessing to someone else's area of influence. Amen. And then in building that in you and in, your mentorship, you're, you're gaining maturity. You're, you're seeing different areas that needed growth, that needed training. Some areas that you did not know was going to be needed in what God has called you to do. You're now sitting under the mentorship, the guidance of someone that's going to help you to flow efficiently in what God has called you to do. 
Amen. It's all about the process, y'all. So David didn't conquer the land of Jerusalem until after he was appointed by the elders of Israel. So when he came up against the Jebusites, he was not only anointed, but appointed to take the land and rule over all of Israel from Zion, which is called the city of David, right? See, God wants to put your name on what he's called you to do. He wants to bring glory to himself through your life, through your name coming before the people and you pointing them towards him in everything that you say, everything that you do, in your success, in, in even in your failures, you say, you know what? God is able. God wants to get the glory out of your life. The same with David. David had great opposition. They were coming against him as soon as he stepped foot in there. They said, oh, the, the blind and the lame ain't going to accept you. They ain't going to let you come over here and take their land. They ain't going to let you come over here and, and take this area. Nevertheless, he prevailed because God spoke it. It was established already. And no devil in hell could stop it. So when God brings something to you, when he says something is yours, when he says that you're going to operate in this anointing and that he has souls assigned to your ministry or that you will do business here in this region and it will reach past what you could have ever, never, ever dreamed and you will be successful and God will bring you into great places, bring you before great men because you were obedient to him, because you were humble, because you humbled yourself to the process of what he's taking you through. Then that's when elevation comes. That's when the, the fulfillment of his promise, the manifestation of his promise takes place. See, like this podcast, I'm so grateful for each and every one of you listening. I say that all the time because I really am grateful. But this is part of the process. You all are just in on it. (laughs) This is part of the process. If it was left up to me, and I'm I'm very serious, though I love each and every one of you, I would not be doing a podcast. I would probably more likely more want to write something and maybe start a blog or something like that. But just speaking and speaking before a lot of people, uh, (laughs) not that I haven't done it before, but I prefer to write 
over speaking. Okay? So, this is definitely something that God took me out of my comfort zone to do. And so I thank you all for being part of my process. But all that to say this too. When God speaks something, it has to become so real to you that you already see it as established. Amen? So let's say if God spoke a business to you, God wants you to open up a cafe, a restaurant, a small restaurant on the corner, and you've never did business like this before, you see that up the street there's McDonald's, hello, (laughs) there's Burger King right across from that, you see down from that there's an IHOP, And you say to God, God, and you're calling me to open a what? (laughs) A cafe. Look at all these big establishments, all these big restaurants that's just right up the street. And you want me to open up a cafe right here? And God is saying, yes. He's looking for that nevertheless. God, there's a Walmart, I mean, there's a McDonald's, there's a Burger King, and there's an IHOP on the same street that you're calling me to start a business. Nevertheless, I will press forward. I will do what you are asking me to do. I will go in faith, and I will see your hand. I will see great success. Because I dare to be obedient to your will. Amen? So my question to you today is, what victory is your nevertheless going to produce in your life and in others? Take a moment to think of that. Think of that very thing that God is asking you to do or that you are currently doing And God wants you to take it to the next level. He wants you to step into a new arena with your business, with your gifts, your talents, with what he's anointed you and appointed you to do. He wants you to take a territory just like he did with David. He wants you to step into that area, that that area of influence, that area um, of online presence, maybe to start a blog or a vlog, maybe to start a website and start an online business, maybe to go into real estate or into finance, or to go ahead and start that nonprofit organization or to partner with one. Amen. So get that in your mind what God has called you to do in this hour. Do you believe that God is waiting on your nevertheless 
so that it can produce a harvest in your life and in others. So this is something that the Lord wanted me to share. Now somebody can see themselves in any one of these statements. We're going to start with an illness or disease to say, I have sickness in my body or and or in my mind. Nevertheless, I believe I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. So I will receive my healing now. Or I'm starting and running a business during this hard economic times. Nevertheless, I know that the wealth of the wicked is laid up and stored for the righteous. So my business is prospering and successful right now. Or in my obedience to God by doing and saying what he's asked of me, many have risen up against me. Nevertheless, I press toward the high calling of Christ Jesus. So I trust in the Lord and move forward in my assignments and calling. Or I've been living with financial hardship and have been trying to stay afloat during these turbulent times. Nevertheless, I know that God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So I'm seeking God to supply those needs and show me where my open doors of opportunity are in my prosperity. Or lastly, I've been dating And I have not met the man or woman that God has for me. Nevertheless, I know that I will not be alone. That my time of singleness is a blessing. And it's for many reasons. Maybe healing, growth, development, and time spent being molded and shaped by God building a strong foundation in God and it's only for a season so I'm going to serve God with my whole heart and allow God to connect me with my spouse in his timing amen so this nevertheless is a statement of perseverance It's a statement that pushes you forward into the things of God, into his purpose, into his perfect will, into the things that he has called and chosen for you to do in spite of the opposition, in spite of the people that try to come against you, in spite of spiritual warfare, in spite of... Um, naysayers and any type of roadblocks. This is that push that pushes you into your destiny, pushes you into purpose, pushes you. It's a statement that says, I'm going to push 
I'm not going to stay in this state. I'm not going to stay in sickness. I am going to be healed. I am healed. I'm not going to stay single. I will be married one day. I'm not going to stay financially um, financially struggling. I'm going to have great abundance. And there are open doors of opportunity for me. I'm not, I'm going to stay obedient to God and no matter who rises up against me, if God be for me, who be against me? So I'm pressing forward into the things of God and my business will prosper in spite of what's going on in this day and age, in spite of who's around me doing the same thing and prospering. I will prosper. I will prosper and I will be successful because God says so. Amen. So just going to end this podcast with the scripture we began, but we're going to read it from Luke 22 and 42. And it says, Father, this is Jesus speaking. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, which in in the other version is nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That is what God is waiting for from us. He sees what we're up against. He sees the battles that we rage, that um, rage against us in our minds. He sees the fear. He sees the doubts. He sees the insecurities. He sees the things that we've gone through in our past that have shaped us into being self-conscious or to, to pull back and not go full throttle into the things that he has for us. He knows what it is that happened to us at a young age to make us believe that we can't do these things, that we're not built for this, that we're not sufficient for this. But God is saying, no, no, no. I have called you. I have chosen even some of you to do great and mighty works. And you will be not only successful, but you are anointed to rule and reign. You are a part of my kingdom. You are a kingdom builder. And what I've called you to is kingdom assignments that's going to yield the fruit and a harvest of souls that is going to yield a harvest of healing and deliverance and is going to cause multiplication in the kingdom, is going to cause many to line up with their purpose and is going to bring glory and honor to God the Father through Jesus and with the help of the Holy Spirit he is going to lead and guide us into all truth that's going to bring to pass everything God has spoken when we take a hold of God's truth of God's will and purpose and we say in spite of all nevertheless Lord I will follow you I will obey I will move forward 
because I know that your plans for me are good. I know that the plans you have for my life is to bless me and not to harm me, to bring me a hope and a future. I know that you are doing a mighty and great work in me. And I know that you will complete what you have started in me. I trust you, Lord, and I put everything in your hands. So let's pray right now. Let's put everything in his hands right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we come before you with our nevertheless. Lord, in spite of all opposition, in spite of the plots, plans, and schemes of the enemy, we have chosen to persevere with our nevertheless. We have chosen to go and move forward into that which you have for us, to do and to say that for which you want us to do and say, to go farther, to go deeper into the spirit, into the things that you have established here on earth for us. Lord God, you are using us as a seed in the earth, a seed that will grow up and plant into others, seeds that are powerful and that are great and that will yield great harvest for your kingdom, for your glory, and for your honor. God, we surrender to you right now. We give everything over to you. We're not going to try to carry anything out in our own strength, Lord. We're not trying to figure things out on our own anymore, Lord. We give it all to you. And we vow to be led and guided by your spirit into all truth. We dare to stand up in the face of opposition and say, yes, God, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, let your will be done in each and every person listening right now. Lord, let us walk in the healing that you have already made available to us through the stripes of Jesus. It is a complete work. Lord, let us walk into those things that people say we cannot do, but that you said is already done. In Jesus' name. Lord, I decree and declare over each and every life that is listening to me right now that you will go forth in the earth and do great and mighty works that the gift of God, the gifts of God on the inside of you will break forth and yield a great harvest. That you will go forth and do the things of God with the tenacity and with the strength of God that's going to bring glory and honor to God for the rest of your days. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, God, I thank you. And I ask God that you would stir the anointing And each and every person that's listening, stir up your anointing, God. Stir up the power that you have placed within them. Make them aware of the authority that they have in the spirit. Let them be aware that they are not lenders. They're not, that they are lenders and not borrowers. That they have everything that they need in you. 
Lord, let us walk in this power and authority that you've given. Let us be all that you have called us to be for your glory and your honor alone. Lord, give us the right mindset and a humble heart and a right spirit to do the things that you've called us to do. Let this be done for your glory and in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I enjoyed the word today. God, we give you honor and we give you praise for what you have said today. And if you have any prayer requests or anything that you would like to share with me, you can always email me. It's at livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com. Or you can actually look me up on Facebook by my name and you can send me a message. I'll be happy to to speak with you, uh, to pray with you. And those who have tuned in for the first time, I pray that you return. We really enjoy all of the comments and the different things that you send. I want to say thank you so much. Also, women of God, if you're interested in a Facebook community, look us up. It's going to be Queens of God, and it's going to be the only one that has a queen's crown before the word queens and um, become a part of our community. We would love to have you. We pray. We, we, um, we love to laugh as well. Uh, laughter is a medicine. And then also um, we have so many different things that will uplift and empower you. And we would love to have you to be a part of the, the community. So I want to go ahead and end that today. And I thank you all. Until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.